Your Manchester is powered by TalkTalk's Future Fibre, which has now arrived here in Manchester. Future Fibre broadband is ultra-fast and ultra-reliable, with speeds up to a whopping 500 megabits per second. It's fast enough to handle anything you throw at it. Plus, you can connect over 75 devices at once, so bye-bye fighting over the Wi-Fi. And as if it couldn't get any better, Future Fibre plans now come with an Amazon Eero Mesh router, so you'll get the latest in Wi-Fi 6 tech for free. To see if your postcode can get Future Fibre, search TalkTalk Future Fibre now. Well, hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Your Manchester. This is your podcast edition of Manchester's number one talk show. Indeed, where the city comes to talk. And tonight, everybody, we are joined by Nathaniel Hall talking about his beautiful plate the first time, as well as a lovely guy called Craig Whittaker. And he's talking about a play that is not a play, but is sung. Yes, and it's not a musical. That's called Spinach, everybody. So we've got a plethora of wonderful things lined up for you this evening here on Your Manchester. So there's a wonderful play coming to the edge here in Manchester. And uh, one guy originated this role um, in the play that's sung but not sung but it's not a musical 10 years ago his name's Craig Whitscott tell us more let's find out what he had to say ho 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 nothing says Christmas is arriving more in Manchester than the actual Christmas markets descending upon us and I was pleasantly pleased to see just what was going on we spoke to him a few times on our lovely show, Your Manchester, about this beautiful play, but we wanted to get a bit deeper to find out exactly what it is all about. This is Nathaniel Hall talking about first time. Well, I have another fantabulous show here from Your Manchester, the podcast edition, everybody. Yes, indeed, we've got more for you next week, so make sure you tune in, make sure you tell all your friends all about the place where the city comes to talk. It's Your Manchester. So there's a wonderful play coming to the edge here in Manchester, and uh, one guy originated this role um, in the play that's sung but not sung but it's not a musical 10 years ago his name's Craig Whitscott tell us more let's find out what he had to say 10 years ago you were thinking about making this role in spinach yes 10 years has passed mm-hmm. tell us first of all about spinach what is it well it like you said it's a play that's sung uh two people wake up back to back tied to a chair not knowing who the person is or how they got there and the play basically is them unlocking their memories and figuring out how they became to, or how they came to be in that predicament. Oh, what predicaments could they possibly be in? Um, gosh, well, I mean, it's never a good idea to wake up no. in a place where you don't know where you are or who the other person is. So I guess that's the first predicament. I don't know. It has its merits. Um, <laughs> so many, many years ago, how did you come to this role then? How did it happen for you? Well, I uh, originally worked with Janine and Simon at uh, the Royal Exchange, actually, and they did a, a season called Pub, uh, where various different things were, were on. Yeah. Uh, and I appeared in something called Love Shift at oh. the time. So that's how I met Simon uh, and Janine originally. Yes. Uh, and like all actors, I auditioned for that role and, uh, and just really enjoyed the process of working with them and meeting them. 
Uh, and then spinach came up, I believe, the first time we did it anyway, at the exchange in the studio uh, a year after that. Uh, so it originally worked with Simon and Janine on something else, and then they just invited me back for, for the role of Darren. Tell us about Darren then. Darren, well, he is uh, the best friend of Tom, who is one of the people who is tied in the chair. And he's just a really lovely guy. He works with Tom at a pharmaceutical company. Oh. He, um, he suffers from um, uh, something called PDS. So he's got like a neurological sort of issue. Mm-hmm. Um, he can't stop shaking from time to time. He has to take lots of medication regularly. Yeah. So your heart does melt a little bit for him. Yeah. Uh, and he just pops up throughout the play through various phone calls and um, interactions with Tom. So basically when they are remembering things and slowly unlocking their memory, yeah. they'll pop back and we basically act out the memory that they're, they're having. Now, it's not a play. It's not a musical. Yeah. It just happens to be a play that's sung. Explain what that means. I think you kind of did it then. Was really. that as simple yeah. as that, is it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Right. So but there's it... lots of um, musical numbers in Well, not, not lots of musical n- numbers in it. There's a few musical numbers in it um, just to sort of break up, you know, the melody and, and the way it's all performed, really. Right. But exactly like you say, it'd be like me and you now, if we were having a conversation... We'd be singing it. But have you ever seen that episode of Scrubs, actually, where yeah. all the patients yes. have the, uh, the condition where they see everything as musical? As everything is musical. It's not quite as big and musical as Scrubs yeah. delivering, but it's basically that. Right. Oh, it sounds exciting. Doesn't it sound exciting? It sounds, um, is it funny? Is it serious? How would you? Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's comedy. There's lots of uh, drama in it. Yeah. Um, there's lots of romance in it. It's, it's basically got everything that you'd need for a good old night out of the theatre. And you left it 10 years ago. Revisiting it now, has your character, has the way it's, it's, the play is actually done, play musical, the mm. way it's done, has it changed? Yeah, definitely, because we've got three new actors playing uh, Tom, Kate and Maureen. Yeah. Um, and they each are, well, absolutely fantastic, and they bring so many different things to the roles. And it's actually really nice for me to see it uh, the third time, because each time we've done it, it's always slightly different, and it's always really interesting to see how different actors uh, interpret the roles and the conversations and the situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's really like I say, um, and it's at a fabulous venue as well. It's at the Edge. Yes. Now, where is the Edge? It's in Charlton. And what type of venue is it? Um, well, it's just a, a beautiful little theatre, really. So um, they do lots and lots and lots for the local community. So it's basically got various studios where they put on different. Uh, drama classes and live drawing workshops, uh, music lessons. Uh, they do so much work with their community, like I said, but also they work with uh, the homeless um, and and various other, other people uh, that might need that bit of escape. It sounds fantastic. If we want to get tickets for it, how do we get tickets? Where do we get tickets? Yeah, so if you go to theedge.com, then it's got all the information there. Uh, click on the link and It sounds really good. It sounds um, ominous, but in a good way. Yes. It sounds, it sounds tense. It. it is. But tense on the good side of it. Well, uh, if you do want to catch it, uh, when's it running? So we go up on the 29th. Yeah. The first two nights have actually sold out. So I right. guess 31st to the 18th now. Yeah, brilliant. It's exciting. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Nothing says Christmas is arriving more in Manchester than the actual Christmas markets descending upon us. And I was pleasantly pleased to see just what was going on. It's Christmas market time here in Manchester and everywhere is illuminated with fantastic signage and fantastic fare. That's the word, food and everything. It's all here for you at the Manchester markets. We're going to have a little look around. Come on. 
so we've managed to get ourselves all the way down to Market Street. We're now outside a fabulous place called Spin Out. I mean, it's just trippy, to say the least, everybody. They've got all these fabulous products that just basically, they just spin. Spin everybody. If you just want something to put outside or in your front room that just spins and just looks trippy. I would recommend it, though, not for a night out. So we're now stood here outside Candy's Cupcakes with this lovely selection. Now, what do you do here, then? So we do uh, cakes in a jar, a variety of cakes in a jar, in a jar. including vegan and gluten-free. And we do all sorts of cupcakes and massive brownies. What's so nice is to see so many products here in Manchester. They're about Manchester. There's so many different things here. This is where I got my scarf from originally, everybody. I love a little scarf with the bees on. Not with that on, that's extra. And I'll tell you where to get that. If you want to get in contact, contact us at yourmci.com. However, everything's so much Manchester infiltrated. It's fabulous to see. And that's what's nice about these markets this year. So it seems, so far. We're now here at Pretty Little Princess. Now, this stall caught me eye because it's so cute, everybody. It's the cutest thing ever. It's it's all little fur. I mean, if I was still of a younger age, I might consider wearing something like this, to be honest with you. Unfortunately, my years are getting past me and past me quite a lot, everybody. But they've got a whole plethora of cuteness here, everybody. It's all fur. It's all feathers. It's all gorgeous. It's all beautiful. Pretty Little Princess, come and check it out. I guarantee that there's somebody in your little family that will appreciate one of these lovely items and as always with these Christmas markets there is of course the wonderful wonderful hot chocolates hot drinks to keep you in the Christmassy mood a bit of mulled wine is what the future needs more mulled wine it's back everybody the currywurst is back it's back every year it's here and it sums up that the Christmas time is definitely starting it's quite amazing I've never had one but I'm sure they're very lovely so you you can get cheese, you can get wine, but look, doesn't this stall just say Christmas to you, everybody? What's this stall called? It's Ceramic Candle Houses. Okay, and what is it you do here, then? You can burn incense in these little ones, oh. and to burn in the bigger ones, oh, <laughs> in the bigger ones you can burn candles and aroma oils. There is a place for the candles and the special chimney for the oils. And where are the designs from? Because they're all so cute. They are European. You can see the Cologne Cathedral yeah. from Germany, the Woman Church from German Dresden. So they are all European houses. So you're here at the Christmas markets. Are you enjoying yourselves? Yes. Always. What is it you like about the Christmas markets? Dutch fries. What is a Dutch fry? Dutch fry. Best potato. We have the best potato. We have uh, crispy fries, and uh, are they are better than the English one. <laughs> why, why are they better? What makes them better? Crispy. Yeah. Yeah. Crispy. Yeah. Uh, try one. Try. Yeah. Here we go. Look at this. Oh, they are, aren't they? They're like a crisp, but also a chip at the same time. Everybody. There's a lot of thought gone into this. The Dutch Fries Company. Thank you. What's this style called? Uh, Mayflower Apries. And what does it do? Uh, we sell honey products. Right. Uh, ranging from honey, lip balm, hand cream, soap. It's all handmade. It's all come from our own bees. Everything's natural. 
So do you actually work with the bees yourself? Yeah, time beekeeper. Are you? And how's that been for you this year? Uh, it's been good, to be honest with you. Yeah. Compared to most jobs where you're surrounded by people, uh, we're out outside. We can be social, um, so we're not we're not causing any problems, and it's we just get on with it. And have you you had a hand in making all these nice products? Yeah, not everything, yeah. Um, but the majority, yes. Jar, label, you name it. So is it a full year-long job for you then, putting all this together? Yeah. yeah. Um, most of it we can get done quick. Yeah. Um, in compares to honey, it's all constantly on the go. Um, I've got a colleague at home at the minute also making honey as we speak. Um, and then the candles, the wax, it all gets done as we're doing everything else as well. That's amazing. So it's proper. And where is the, um, where do you keep all the bees? What area are you in? Uh, so we're based in Warrington. Right. But we've got over 60 sites with over 500 hives of bees. So we branch out within like a 15 mile radius. What's your favourite bee? Is that the Manchester bee? <laughs> Look, it's here. There it is. Old Pokey McPokey, ready to be turned into a bit of something special with a bit of applesauce, everybody. What would Christmas be without a bit of good stuffing and a bit of porking? Mm, mm, mm. What is it that's so important to Mancunians about the Christmas markets? They're just festive, isn't it? And it gets you out of the house, gets you seeing people, especially after the pandemic as well. It's nice to be out, get festive. So we've had a little walk around the Christmas markets today, everybody. Everybody seems in the right frame of mind to have a wonderful Christmas. Everybody's there. Uh, ready to stock up on little stocking fillers and enjoy what mostly the market seems to be about is the food and the drink and there is plenty and plenty to enjoy so uh, get yourself down to the christmas markets and uh, for now i'll hand back to myself over in the studio over to you belinda We spoke to him a few times on our lovely show, Your Manchester, about this beautiful play, but we wanted to get a bit deeper to find out exactly what it is all about. This is Nathaniel Hall talking about first time. This has been a massive, massive, uh, wonderful experience for you, bringing this to the stage. And it's been going on for a few years now, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it has. Yes, yeah, so first time is my solo show all about my life living with HIV. Um, I embarked on this journey in 2017 um, and then created the show which premiered in Manchester in 2018. And then we took it to the Edinburgh Fringe and it was on tour and then coronavirus um, interrupted all our lives. Um, so, uh, so yeah, but it's been back on tour since the 7th of October and it's coming to Manchester next week. So perhaps tell people then what it's all about. Yeah, so first time is is my story all about my life with HIV. I was diagnosed when I was 16 from my first sexual experience way back in 2003, which is about 18 years ago now, can you believe? Um, and, um, you know, not uncommon, but I, I boxed up that that um, diagnosis. I didn't tell very many people. I didn't tell my family um, until um, in 2017. It all kind of came crashing down. I had a what you could describe as a mental breakdown. You know, I was leaning really heavily on alcohol and drugs at that time. I was in a really bad relationship and uh, I decided that, you know, something had to happen, something drastic had to happen, I had to change this narrative that I was telling myself about my diagnosis. So I went on this journey to make first time um, and, and yeah, and it's taken me to places I wouldn't, I could never have even dreamed of. So you would say then it's been quite a cathartic experience for you putting this play together then over the last few years? 
Yeah, abs absolutely. And I, you know, I'm a, I'm a real uh, champion of using storytelling to help people deal with, you know, their their pasts. And you know, and and I guess what that's what a therapist does anyway is help you tell your story, help you, you know, dig deep into your story and kind of uh, analyze it. And that's what this making this show did for me. Um, you know, it made me. I spent a long time looking back and, and looking back at things that happened and also finding the joy as well in my story. Because sometimes when we're stuck in a cycle of trauma or pain, we can forget that there's loads of joyful and hopeful things in our lives as well. So making the show was really an amazing experience. I don't think I've ever cried as much as I did for those three days when I was <laughs> when I was sort of working in a room to kind of start off the process. And has it changed much over the last few years since you, you first aired it so to speak has it changed and developed much yeah the show has changed um i've changed you know i'm i'm a different person now than i was three years ago i'm in a new relationship you know my life has moved on and so the show is as little moments in its sort of shift and change as we move and also you know the demands of making a show for one theater when we first did it to going to the edinburgh fringe which is you know 10 minute get in 10 minute get out you've got to work very fast and then also then going on tour and going into different venues so different redesigns the show has had a bit of a, a glow up can you say in terms of its design so it's looking really really beautiful as a show and it's got really beautiful lighting design and sound design for my team so yeah it keeps kind of growing and changing as i do as well and uh, this, this stigma of HIV, of course, that's kind of altered a little bit. Do you think it's altered for the better or, or some respects for the worse? Oh, no, I mean, it's World AIDS Day um, on the 1st of December coming up very soon. Um, and I really do feel that there has been a shift in the last few years um, around HIV and AIDS. We've still got a way to go. You know, it's not perfect. Um, but I think you know, the U equals U, undetectable equals untransmittable message, which, you know, people like myself on effective medication cannot pass the virus on, you know, that, that was sort of, that message was coming out in 2016. But I think what that's done is it's given people like me, the HIV, commu HIV positive community, more confidence to be open and to kind of, you know, we've got this piece, we've got the receipts now, you know, we knew we were never a danger to anyone, but now, you know, if someone kind of comes back at us, we can go, well, science has given us the receipts, we're not a danger. There's nothing to be fearful of around HIV. You know, it's a, a completely, here in the UK anyway, a completely manageable and preventable um, uh, disease. So, so yeah, I really do feel that there's a confidence and we've seen that in, you know, more and more high profile people coming out as, as openly HIV positive as well, which can only be a good thing. And if you were, you know, going back to when you were 16, if things were the way they are now in regards to HIV as they were back then, what would your life have been? How different would it have been? Um, I mean, I think I would have probably processed everything much, much faster. But, you know, the stigma and the shame of HIV back in the early noughties was extremely powerful. And, and it still is today. It's still a life changing diagnosis. And the psychological impact of that can't be underplayed. Um, you know, it would have meant that I would have my family along for the ride right from the get go. You know, they've, they've been on the on this journey with me for the last three years. And it means I would have had their support. And I think, you know, over time, that trauma and that pain compounded um you know i have post-traumatic stress disorder and you know lots of things that i've had to unpick through lots of therapy and and an anxiety disorder and and i think actually had i been more open or had the opportunity to talk really openly about this and not feel that shame um i feel like maybe some of those things i would have avoided but you know the diagnosis was all linked in with me coming out as gay at 16 into a relatively homophobic world you know 
we, we've come on leaps and bounds. You know, equal marriage wasn't even a thing, you know, when I was at school and Section 28 was in place. So, you know, it feels like for me, there was also lots of the internalized gay shame and all those messages and things that were kind of compounded by that diagnosis. I went out, you know, and got the thing that I sort of was told that gay men get you know for and it was almost like a punishment so lots of work had to be done to remind myself and tell myself that new story that that is not the case there is no shame in you know in my sexuality or in my HIV diagnosis. And of course people um, still coming out these days as HIV to those that are just discovering that they've got it what message would you send to them? You know, it's it's a it's a journey. You're gonna you're gonna live with HIV for the rest of your life, so you can take small steps. Um, I always say, you know, uh, reach out to people um, who've got experience. You know, um, go to uh, a service like George House Trust or speak to the LGBT Foundation. They can pair you up with somebody who's living with HIV to talk through things. Take take it at your own time, but rem remember that. It's your diagnosis and you can choose what to do with it. But I would always encourage people to to live boldly and openly with their diagnosis, because the more people that do that, that we're paving a, a way for a world where, you know, HIV, for some reason, is separated out from other illnesses. You tell someone you've got cancer and you, you get sympathy, but HIV kind of fills yeah. us all with fear and dread. And there's no reason why it should. It's more treatable than diabetes. It really there really is no need now. Um, for, for those hang-ups that we've had from the 80s and 90s. So I would say, you know, get good people around you, move towards things that bring you joy, look after yourself, eat well, take your meds, you know, do as your doctor says, um, and you're just going to be fine. So we've got your play coming to the Contact Theatre, and uh, you're looking forward to it? Absolutely. I know it's a bit of a homecoming because this show has been literally, I mean, my producer has worked me like a donkey on this tour, honestly. We've been, <laughs> going, you're, you're the cash cow, like get out there, get performing. It's been an you know, amazing honour to be back out doing what we love after so many, you know, so many months not being able to, but bringing it back to contact. Um, it is contact is I guess my spiritual home I was in their young company many many years ago I've done lots of work with them uh, I love their ethos they've just had a beautiful refit so the venue is looking absolutely stunning and we've got the show from the 30th of November to the 4th of December we've got some other things going alongside it so on the 1st of December which is World AIDS Day we've got if if going to the vigil in Sackville Gardens is a little bit cold for some people which it can be or a bit inaccessible you can come and see the show um, and we're also showing some short films that we've made about life with HIV in Greater Manchester after that on the on the Friday we've got BSL interpreted and captioned performance so an accessible performance for people uh, for deaf people um, and then on the first um, on the 4th of December after the final show we've got an amazing party which is celebrating 36 years of HIV activism with George House Trust with uh, DJ Mixtress and Supernated Disco on decks so you can come and see a show and then let your hair down and have a bit of a boogie with us and celebrate so I suppose people want to know then how they get tickets yeah so tickets are available from contactmcr.com and um, that's the best place to head straight for them. Or you can go via uh, my social media, which is Nathaniel J. Hall. I, I, I think what you do, as I've said to you many, many a time, is it's just so super brave to be so open um, and, and visible with this. I think it's a brave step for you to do. And I think it's an amazing step that you do. So thank you very much for your time today, Nathaniel. And uh, 
It's going to be amazing. Well, I have another fantabulous show here from your Manchester, the podcast edition, everybody. Yes, indeed, we've got more for you next week, so make sure you tune in. Make sure you tell all your friends all about the place where the city comes to talk. It's your Manchester. episode of Your Manchester has been powered by TalkTalk's Future Fibre, the UK's fastest and most reliable broadband, which is now available here in Manchester.